Welcome to Dog Talk and Kitties Too. This episode features one of the three guests who were part of my weekly hour-long NPR show broadcast over the air every Sunday on WLIW-FM 88.3, the only NPR station on Long Island, where it is broadcast continuously for 14 years. I'm Tracy Hotchner. I wrote the Dog Bible, Everything Your Dog Wants You to Know, as well as the Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know. I'm also the founder and director of the New York Dog Film Festival. The 8th annual New York City premiere will be October 2023, along with the 5th annual New York Cat Film Festival before traveling the country, supporting local animal welfare groups. This show is about dogs, cats, and other creatures who share the planet with us. Please check out my other Pet Talk podcasts at TracyHotchnerPets.com. I would not be able to bring you this show without the generous support of Dr. Elsie's the privately owned litter and cat food company founded by Dr. Bruce Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian. He personally created many styles of litter to make sure that even the fussiest cats would not have out-of-litter box problems, the number one reason people abandon their kitties. Dr. Elsie also created his own brand of cat food called Clean Protein, the first dry cat food I can recommend because it's based on the protein found in a cat's natural prey. This show would not be possible without the longtime support from Waruva, the pet food company founded and privately run by David Foreman, who named it after his rescued kitties, Webster, Rudy, and Vanessa. Waruva is a quirky name for a company with whimsical names for the dozens of different cans and pouches of cat food they make. But what sets them apart is how serious David is about high-quality nutrition. They were the first pet food company to use human edible ingredients and process them in the same facilities that make human food. Other pet food companies may have copied them over time, but Waruva remains privately owned and run, accountable only to their own high standards, not investors who focus on profits. I was really interested to find out that there's a woman making what is what a lot of people refer to as whisker jewelry, and they were cat people referring to the fact that when their cats had passed away, They had saved the whiskers, and this woman made their whiskers into jewelry. Now, somebody once made me a hanging, something that hung in the window with Jazzy's fur in it. But but this seemed to be interesting. It was jewelry, and I couldn't find a website for whisker jewelry. And I discovered that Volana Cote, which is the name of Jen Glitz Company, is on, it's an Etsy shop. And I thought, well, that's old-fashioned. And I wanted mm-hmm. to know more about it because not only whiskers and fur, but scales as well. And now that I have the show Exotic Pets, some of you people that have feathers or scales and not whiskers or fur, you too could have a little piece of your creature forever and ever in jewelry. Jen, when did this company, Volana Cote, take, take, take flight, if you will, in your world? When did you d- embrace the idea that whiskers could be saved forever for people? Well, it was, it was a, probably about 12 years ago. Um, my first little boy that I adopted uh, left me the longest whiskers you could ever imagine. I was oh. finding them everywhere. Um, and I just, I treasured them. They were like little gifts from him. Oh. So I, I made my first jewel with his whiskers, uh, I think it was about 12 years ago, and I've been making them ever since. <laughs> was he still alive when you made them? Yes. 
Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So this is not an after-death memorial idea. It's more like just keep a little piece of your pet close to you right now. That, absolutely. That When I originally started creating these, it didn't even register to me that I would I could do memorial pieces because none of my cats had left me. So wow, I, cool. I didn't even think about it. That's so neat. Now, were you already a jeweler? No, I, uh, I was actually a printmaker and a ceramicist, but I always, I always played with jewelry since I was little. I, I am always adorning myself with jewels and making, <laughs> combining different pieces to make new pieces. It's always been so, something I love doing. So this is an art was originally an artistic pursuit as well as being enchanted by these very long whiskers that your cat would drop. How did you come up with the name Volana Cote? It seems like okay, who's going to remember that? Of course, people so, do. People say, so, oh, yeah. I said, oh, I'm going to be interviewing the whisker jewelry lady. Oh, yeah, Volana Cote, they say. I'm like, how did that become such a well-known <laughs> name? Good for you. But what does it mean? Well, I can say that most people just call me the whisker lady, and I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> okay, as long as it's not your whiskers, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so when I, when I um, thought about making this, available to others, I knew I had to come up with a, a creative name that was different. Um, and so I looked to my cats. I have a little black cat. She's all black, but she has a little white crescent moon on her belly that I discovered after we got her fixed. And so I was in love with this crescent moon on her belly. <laughs> I called her my little moon kitten. Oh. So um, I started playing with the words moon kitten and trying to figure out how I could make that work. And so I just um, looked to different languages and Volana means moon in Madagascar and Kote is kitten in Czech. And then I just smushed them together. So you're not like Volana a half Madagasc Madagascarian Czech woman uh, yourself. I am not. But if people want to think I'm exotic, I'm okay with that. Too. <laughs> exotic is good. Obviously, if you've been adorning yourself with jewels since you were a wee child, the more exotic, the better in your world. So, right. <laughs> so I thought, okay, but where, where's this website, which, you know, whiskers could be a really great SEO term and Google would bring people to, to the place where whiskers could be preserved forever. But there is no Volona Cote, the whisker lady website. Why is that? Well, when I when I was looking for whisker websites, a lot of websites with the word whisker in in the website were taken. Um, and so, I don't think Volana Cote is taken. I hope it's not. I probably get <laughs> it, it. I don't think there's a lot of demand for Volana Cote, the moon <laughs> kitten. Yeah, I don't think so. But so through um, searching through different platforms to sell my artwork, I. I started with Etsy and um, it's just, it, it helps me stay organized. It's very user-friendly and managing a, an additional website is kind of not something I want to spend my time on. I'm not super tech savvy. 
I'm sure maybe I could pay somebody to do it. Oh, yes. Um, you mean like me? I can't do social media or website or anything technological. But, you yeah, know. It's a, it's a but, learning curve. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's a learning curve, but also there's a time and energy curve. Sometimes it's good yeah. to say about technology, you could be a technophobe. I, I and several people I know, the minute we try to do something new technological, like a new keyboard, I mean, not high technology, okay, we just melt mm -hmm. down. So if you if that's the mm -hmm. way your brain is wired, more right brain, left brain or something, it's, it's okay to just say, that just isn't comfortable for me. Why doesn't someone else do that for me? It's like your taxes. Do you like doing your taxes? Mm -hmm. Same idea. Those I can actually do. Oh, you can. Oh, see, you're much more... <laughs> I more, do you're... have an accounting brain. I just don't have a technology brain. That's so funny. Well, I don't have any of those brains, but I do think it's important that people know what you're doing and how to find you. So Etsy shop, you go on Etsy and you put in Whisker Lady or you put in Volana Cote. You can put in whisker jewelry. If you just put whisker, I will most likely Okay, good. Up. Well, then that's good. So because people really do love this idea of keeping – people keep ashes, and I, I believe you can also make jewelry with ashes of a cremated pet, right? Yes, that's correct. So people send you a little baggie? Yeah, a little baggie or an uh, old pill container works well for ashes. Oh, right. So um, what else have they – tell me some other things they send. Oh, my goodness. I have gotten so many fun things in the mail. I'm ready. Gotten, We're ready to hear I've, to inspire other people. They could send so many different things to you. Go ahead. I have gotten found baby teeth, like little kitten teeth oh, and puppy teeth. They're oh. so cute. <laughs> I've gotten toenail sheaths, which was very unexpected. But Whoa. they can be cleaned up and look really pretty. Some I've painted gold and silver and set into settings. I've gotten a nine-foot boa constrictor shed the snakeskin what did you do with it shed. well i um i kind of flattened it out and uh painted this i hand paint all the settings so you can uh choose any color you like um and then i put the a section of the skin on top of the color and it makes this pretty iridescent um, effect where you can see the scales really? of the snake. Yeah, I, I I was a little nervous when I opened that package, <laughs> but very quickly got excited about it. <laughs> nervous because you wondered, okay, where's the rest of this creature? Is the boa constrictor coming next? But you didn't it, use it was, the whole nine feet, right? Oh, no, 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 no. I used maybe the size of a quarter. So they were just trying to show off to show you how long it had originally been. They, yes, they and I, just... I nearly jumped out of my seat when I opened that box. Wow. I was not expecting that. That's pretty <laughs> freaky. What about bunnies? Have you gotten bunny fur? Yeah, I, there's this beautiful woman in Hawaii that is a bunny fanatic, and she's sent me fur and whiskers. Really? Mm -hmm. So do, do rabbits shed their whiskers? Of course, I need to ask Dr. Doug this on exotic pets, but I didn't really understand that I did a show on Cat Chat with Dr. Michael Maria Delgado about whisker fatigue and whisker stress and how mm -hmm. there are people who uh, unknowingly cut their cat's whiskers, which is a quite ridiculous and dreadful thing to do, but that their whiskers do fall out the way hair can fall out. But I've never mm -hmm. had a dog whose whiskers fell out. I, I think that they've, I think it's different for every pet. I, I haven't found a lot of research on it, but so a lot of people tell me that their cat's whiskers never fall out. 
And maybe they don't. I feel like maybe it's like humans. Like, you know how some humans lose their hair and some don't? Yes. So maybe it's something similar to that. Maybe people are just vacuuming them right up. Right, and And not not, realizing because they're they're not realizing. They can be kind of transparent. So Mm -hmm. do you embed the whiskers in something that is turns it into a bauble? So I I start with a, a bezel cup, like a, a blank metal setting, and then I place the whiskers in that setting with an epoxy resin mix. It's like a, a waterproof glue, kind of. Okay. Um, and then a glass cabochon goes on top, which is domed, so it enlarges the fur and the right. whiskers and the ashes. So the ashes or the fur or the whisker or the scales are um, put into the cup and then this dome that lets you see through it, like looking at something through water almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and are the settings silver or gold or is there I a range? All kinds. You do. Yep. So people could spend a ton of money or do the just the stainless steel version maybe. Correct. Yeah. And that was one of my biggest things when I started working on this. You know, there's places where you can send ashes to get a diamond made out of what? your pet's ass. Yeah. Oh, my but it's God. It's like $9,000, $10,000. It's very, very expensive. Oh, my goodness. And I thought, you know, I don't, I don't have that much money to send out my pet's things. So I wanted I wanted this to be affordable for everyone. So that's why I have I have stainless steel, I have solid gold, I have silver. There's options. Nice. And I that, don't I don't want people to have to spend thousands of dollars to have the special the special piece of their their baby with them. It, I think it's lovely that it's it's within reach of whomever, and then if somebody wants to get fancy, they can get fancy. I do think mm-hmm. that it's important. That's really frightening that an animal's ashes could be compressed and made into a diamond. That's yeah, kind of amazing. I, I guess it's sort of like a zircon. I mean, I wonder if it's a real. Is it a real diamond? Don't real diamonds have I to spend thousands of years in the earth and go from carbon to I don't know. Right. I don't exactly know what their process is or if it really is a diamond or they're just saying it's a diamond. I don't know. All I know is that it's really expensive. <laughs> Isn't that nutty? People, yeah. I mean, yes, we, it's, I think it's really nice that as the whisker lady, you're taking pets' whiskers and other um, things they slough off, like a cat's toenails or fur, obviously, lots of fur on almost mm, all animals mm-hmm. other than the a lot of the exotics, although some of them are furry too. And making it something that the person can wear while the animal's alive. Otherwise, it's mm-hmm. a bit morbid. The, the people that I knew about that were making, and maybe still are making, kind of spiritual dead remains jewelry, sad jewelry, I think of it as, yeah. or hangings. You, know, you hang it in the window like the one that was made of, of my dog Jazzy's fur. They they say a lot of woo-woo things about that when they're making it. They have all these spiritual thoughts, and they say little prayers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, that's complicated. So you're just making beautiful, interesting, artistic jewelry out of the bits and pieces of people's pets here now or gone tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, either or. I, 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 do love, I do love both. I never imagined that I'd be making memorial jewelry 
but it has been it's it's been a really nice journey um meeting and talking with the people who yeah. have lost a pet yeah um them telling me that it kind of helps them through the process. The grieving process is crazy. There's so many it ups is. and downs. Terribly, so terribly powerful with pets. And in fact, um, I've totally embraced the idea of whatever will help somebody through the grief or with the grief, maybe not even on the other side of it. Maybe they just want to hold on mm-hmm. to it in some loving way, that the grief equals love to them. I was really talking about the people making the jewelry, kind of making it into a psychic kind of thing. I don't know, maybe it is for them. Who am I to say? Maybe, maybe they're maybe they're connecting with what were the ashes what the ashes were before they were ashes. I mean anything yeah. is possible. Maybe for them, but it's I feel like that's not about them. It's about right. the the person. Yeah. And what they're gonna they have to take home with. Is this your full time job? Is this now like your living, so to speak? It, it is. Wow. I'm the luckiest girl in the world. Wow. I'm yeah. <laughs> do you still do ceramics? I have no, 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 I have not for a long time. Um, every now and then I'll, I'll play with clay, but nothing, nothing substantial. So it's, the, it's so, so messy. <laughs> right. It is messy. And also you obviously have probably a long list of, of a little cabinet full of people's little baggies and pill bottles with, mm-hmm. with all kinds of interesting bits and pieces of their pets. Jen Glick, I think what you're doing is really a wonderful way to spend your life and, as you say, connect you with these people and connect them with their feelings about their pets. I mean, it really is the human-animal bond in a very tangible way, something you can wear on your wrists or your ears or your neck. So you have an Etsy shop and also you're on Instagram, and that's where people can find you. And uh, I think everybody should put their thinking caps on and think, what is the most exotic thing they could send Jen? (laughs) See if you see if you can top this uh, nine foot (laughs) boa constrictor shed skin. I think it's wonderful. And and I guess scales, there's so many different kinds of exotic pets. I, I, I'm going to mention it on a, on my show, Exotic Pets, so that people with exotic pets can they can certainly top a snakeskin. That's no big deal. They can do much better <laughs> than that. There's so many strange and marvelous creatures around. I'll see what the rhino iguana can come up with, okay? I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Jen, thank you for being here and for having made a career out of something that's so pleasurable and important to so many people. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, and also you're on the board of Mission Meow, the wonderful the wonderful nonprofit that, that amalgamates money and gives it to great cat nonprofits so they can do big projects. And I'm delighted to be part of it as well. So thank you for the time and energy you give to that nonprofit it's, and, and your support as a business partner. Thank you so much for that as well. Oh, absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thanks for listening. There are a few more special companies that make this show possible. I hope you will try their products because they support my mission to entertain you with valuable information and advice. This show is supported by Wonderside, a company founded and run by a woman entrepreneur who wanted to find an effective natural way to keep fleas, ticks, and other pests away from her pets and home instead of putting toxic chemicals in or on them. Wonderside makes plant-powered products to keep parasites at bay without dousing your pets and property with ingredients that are harmful to them and the planet. The show is also underwritten by Evermore Pet Food, privately owned by two dedicated women who take human-edible, ethically-sourced ingredients and gently cook dog food that is then frozen in pouches and shipped right to your door. 
They founded and run their own company and have been doing that for 14 years and answer only to their own high standards without interference from venture capital investors. I'm also grateful to Earth Animal, also privately owned by Dr. Bob and Susan Goldstein, where they create holistic pet wellness products with an emphasis on their stewardship of the Pet Sustainability Coalition. Earth Animal makes a dazzling array of healing products for dogs and cats, as well as the innovative Dog Chew No Hide and the hybrid dog food Wisdom, which is sometimes all that my picky blue Weimarano Maisie will eat. <laughs> 